what's kind of cool about this AEC industry is it's built in that you're forced to continue learning. Rick and Sandy drew attention to the fact that our infrastructure is not up to the standard that it has to be. This is the Engineering and Construction Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining me today. 2020 and 2021 have provided some profound challenges to the supply chain. And so we're going to talk about that as well as what the future looks like today with Ryan Irvin. He is the Vice President of America's Region Sales and Workholding Product Manager at Hardinge. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Ryan, from your perspective on the manufacturing side, uh, just how has the supply chain been disrupted in 2020? Uh, w- what did that look like for you guys? And uh, just give me some of the, the, the effects of that. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, COVID uh, provided challenges throughout manufacturing, throughout the supply chain. You know, when you look at what uh, traditionally also happened early on in COVID, uh, we saw the overall markets really wind down, uh, starting in Asia and then going through Europe, coming through uh, America at the end. And uh, also, we had an overcapacity and over uh, um, supply, I'll say, of inventory. So as we worked through uh, 2020, a lot of companies were looking at, uh, you know, putting, you know, cash uh, generation activities and, and really trying to understand how long COVID was going to last. Uh, you know, as everyone thought, hey, this is going to be a uh, blow the curve 10 day and then it stretched out to, you know, over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the big challenges through 2020 were how are you going to maintain the business? Uh, what type of output levels should you expect? And, and what is the recovery curve going to look like uh, coming into 2021? What about with the uh, commodities prices and, and things along those lines? How did that affect uh, supply chain from, from your perspective? And how did that play into your thinking? Yeah, and commodity prices really didn't make a uh, major jump here until kind of recent. Um, so you know, we actually were very optimistic on the Harding side. Uh, late in 2019, we really made uh, the decision that we were going to be ready for this upswing. Uh, our executive team really felt strong that coming out of COVID, if you looked at where we were pre-COVID, we really thought 2020 was going to be a, a very robust year and, and started planning for the you know upswing of when COVID will end. Uh, so when you started looking at commodity prices, we really started feeling pressure in maybe the last uh, three to four months uh, here recently, uh, maybe not even driven by as much as commodity, but from demand. Uh, we're seeing those prices really begin to spike. Uh, talking to our supply chain almost uh, weekly now, we're seeing both uh, pricing uh, con- pressure as well as deliveries get pushed out. So, yeah, the commodity from a pricing standpoint is definitely a, a major hurdle right now. I think one of the other you know, probably even larger issue is a on a supply standpoint. Interesting. So you mentioned that that being on the, the, the supply standpoint, kind of being one of the bigger challenges. Uh, what are some of the other challenges that manufacturers have faced during this time and maybe some of the biggest things that, that they've had to deal with, be it uh, supply and demand uh, type situation or, or other factors that have been a challenge? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest uh, common factor that I see, uh, I'll say global, uh, probably speak more here in America as well, is you know, a lot of uh, companies decided you know, what is the right workforce level as they got through uh, COVID? What is the onboarding? So right now, I think one of the major challenges is how do you get not only uh, raw materials, but how do you get the human capital back into your business 
in order to ramp up. You know, we're facing this uh, challenge here at Hardinge as well. Uh, we're having job fairs. Uh, just yesterday, we had a, a job fair in sight uh, here in our Elmira, New York facility. You know, we have over 55 positions, uh, mainly in the manufacturing and operations side that we're trying to ramp up with. And and just like our, our suppliers, you know, meet the demand that is coming from customers. So one of the major I'll say challenges facing this industry is a manufacturing as a whole is always uh, struggling to get new uh, new people into the into the job. And then when you look at you know the demand curve that is going as well, that really is driving some uh, unique pressure than maybe what we've seen in the past. So Hardens as a company, you, you have locations and facilities all across the world. How was that impacted? You know, when, when you think about you as a global company, um, as different parts of the world uh, were, were hit particularly hard with COVID, how did that affect Hardens, uh, you know, personally, uh, just given the fact that you are such an international company? Yeah, and it was neat to see uh, kind of what, what went through 2020 uh, and how that is impacting, as we said, uh, as we saw the uh, the first hit in Asia, you know, late 2019, early 2020. It, now, when you look and say it, it, it's reversed. So yeah, Asia got hit first, then really heavy in uh, Europe, then then America, and and really Asia, yeah, we're seeing some extreme uh, strength in that demand over in, in that market. Hmm. Uh, I do believe, you know, hearing that is where a lot of the global supply. Uh, is being focused on right now. So as we came out of, uh, I'll say COVID, yes, Asia was the first upswing. Uh, the the Americas actually came back quicker in Europe, and now we have Europe uh, starting to show pretty uh, good signs of life. Uh, so you have three regions around the world all upswinging in uh, at the same time, while inventories are low. Um, you know, us like many other uh, machine tool suppliers really try to get rid of the inventory on the floor, convert that to cash. You know, late, as I mentioned, late 2020, we started to ramp back up our, our component level uh, inventory to really prepare for 2021. But from a global supply, uh, I'll say a global aspect, we really saw it, this whole shift move from each region, which was pretty, pretty unique to watch and, and also pretty interesting to see kind of what's ahead for each region. You know, you can see what that first uh, spike in demand is. And then you could also look to see, you know, how long that spike could last, and and really how the the blips through the expected, hey, things are going to open back up, and then the eh, they they're not they're not there yet. Yeah, did you use uh, what you saw in in Asia first of all as maybe a way to chart forward uh, what to expect from other spikes as as demand began to rise in those other regions like the Americas and and Europe? Were you able to use that uh, what you saw in Asia and project that forward a little bit? Absolutely. And I think that's where, again, uh, I'll say our ownership and executive team really got those initial uh, signs out of our Asian market, out of our uh, facilities, you know, in, in China and other Asia and saw just how fast that, uh, you know, V-shaped recovery could look like uh, and, and said, you know what, we, we had really strong fundamentals heading into 2020 from a, from a uh, demand and just overall market. We really thought 2020 should be very strong uh, and, and really uh, saw kind of what that rebound was going to look like and and definitely uh, planned accordingly to to get ready for the ramp. Now, you know, as we have gone through a pretty strong 2021 already, we do expect a uh, even uh, larger pickup and step change as we head to the second half of 2021. Uh, part of that is uh, just increasing our own market share with some of the efforts we have, but other is the, you know, the market, uh, general macroeconomic uh, pickup that we're looking. There is a lot of pent up demand. You know, I just mentioned uh, I, I drove by our local Ford dealer here in, in upstate New York. 
I think I counted less than 20 cars on the uh, on the floor. I heard they've laid off three or four uh, salespeople, some inside people. So when you look at just the demand that is there for these companies ramp ramp back up, uh, some are supply chain shortages, some are getting uh, capacity ramp back up. It, it really, you know, we we saw that uh, over in Asia, and we we continue to uh, expect to see it here in Americas as well as in Europe. So what lessons do you think that uh, manufacturing in general will learn from the last year and a half or so that they'll apply moving forward? Do you think there are any big overarching things that will stick with people after this that will be applied to future circumstances, whether it's a pandemic or not? Surely something else will come along to disrupt things again in the future. So what lessons do you think can be learned from this that can be applied to to those future circumstances? Yeah, and we'd like to say yes. You'd always like to try to learn a lesson from uh, what, 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 you know, past experience. Right. Uh, The machine tool industry is very cyclical. I would say, you know, we see this every 10 year uh, spike in demand, uh, followed by a recession, another spike. So uh, this is relatively common. Um, I think what the uh, experience and lessons uh, learned from, you know, supply chain is yes, you know, really trying to time that early entry back into the uh, the upswing is one. Um, It it does history uh, is on our side, it does come back. Uh, and then the other, you know, being very flexible and adaptable to uh, market demands, I think is is something other, you know, I'll just say from a general manufacturing, how to be able to do more with less and, and how to be able to scale uh, knowing that there are going to be continued uh, uh, human capital issues and, and employment issues uh, as people are looking to get into, you know, other non-manufacturing uh, jobs. So when you look at how to either you know from automation or from how you set up your facility to do you know more flexible uh, work schedules more flexible uh, machining operations i think that's one of the lessons that you know we got to uh, be reliant yes on global supply still but there also needs to be uh, some flexibility in in regional supply in your own uh, manufacturing capability etc so Ryan, before we uh, before we wrap this one up here today, you mentioned earlier you expected demand to continue to grow into uh, the back half of 2021. Uh, just break that down a little bit more for us and give us an idea of what 2021 looks like, the rest of 2021 looks like for Hardinge. Yeah, we really expect uh, Q2 to be uh, pretty strong. Q1 uh, really started uh, strong for Hardinge, I'll say overall industry. Uh, we expect for Q2 to uh, end at a pretty similar level that we saw in Q1, probably strengthening towards the second half. Uh, and then really do expect that Q3 and 4, uh, you know, kind of get back to, um, you know, pre-2019 levels even. And and as we look at what type of uh, global demand there is, we're, we're really seeing all indicators point to a very, very strong 2018. Or, 12, sorry, Q3 and 4 of 2021. 20, uh, very nice. Ryan Irvin, VP at Hardens. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today, breaking down uh, some of the events of 2020, uh, giving us a look at uh, at the manufacturing side uh, for uh, for the supply chain and uh, prognosticating a little bit on 2021. We appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know, hope everyone in the manufacturing sector is uh, ready for a good ride. Let's have a good ride in the back half of 2021. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. And everyone, thank you for joining us here today. For more, make sure to stay tuned to MarketScale and to visit Hardens' website as well to stay up to date with everything they have going on in the machine tools industry. And stay tuned for more. We'll be back very soon. But for this one, for my guest today, Ryan Irvin, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for watching.